Hey guys, just a quick one before today's episode to let you know that this is one of the last days, one of the last opportunities that you have to sign up for our signature program, Eight Week Elite Physique, which is a program designed to get you as lean as possible in an eight week period. The winner for the best transformation will have a chance of winning a cash prize, the ones thereafter, smaller cash prize or free online coaching. So make sure you head over to vidaphysique.com, check out and sign up today. Enjoy today's episode, guys. Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. I think this is episode number 113. I'm a little bit thrown off because for most of you know, I record these usually on the the Tuesday the week before um, I, I post these. However, this is the the Thursday um, of that same week, so a couple of days a little bit later, but still posting to you guys at the same time, um, mainly because, yeah, having to just organise things for the wee man arriving in T-minus, God, now it'll be T-minus sort of two two weeks when this goes live, which uh, is really, really exciting, really, really exciting, cannot wait. Um, I guess if I was to give you an update from... Always start off with the baby update, don't we? So <laughs> that's well established that the wee man is he's fairly big, he's nice and healthy, he's pretty much ready, he just needs to the final stages of cooking, right? So that's the baby update. Um and then the business update I suppose is how, how the guys got on at UK the FBA um this past weekend effectively. When this goes live it'll be the weekend before. So UK the FBA, um I've had clients competing it before uh, before that was uh, Indra, who's a figure girl, got way back in um, 2019 now, and she actually came third in uh, in the figure category in the Scottish Championships. That was uh, one I actually couldn't make. I remember I, I was there um, at a show, a show a couple weeks before when she did BNBF. Um, but yeah, she, so she came third. Two, two years, fast forward sort of um, two years, I had two guys step, in that, uh, step on stage in that show. That was Chris and Tom. Tom had competed um, a couple weeks prior at UKBFF and came second in his first show. And this was the first time me and Chris, um, Chris Rendell, had um, uh, prepped together for a show. And man, if anyone competed there, it sounded like such a busy show, like one of the one of the busiest ones of the year, really. Um, I think it was one of the first UKDFBA qualifiers. I think there was only three um, before it's the finals now next month. And um, the guys were on stage in the second last class, weren't they? So it meant that we, I peaked them, uh, both of them uh, look a bit better when I load them. So the show was on the Saturday, so what I do with those guys is I load them on the Wednesday, Thursday, and have more of a moderate day on the Friday with diuretic, you know, some natural diuretics, some vitamin C and stuff like that in on the Friday. And um, they always wake up on the morning on the Saturday, then I find out they're not gonna be on till about, it turned out to be seven at night. Which, you know, it worked out actually really well. Both Tom and Chris got drier and drier as the day went on. And I was able to, like, drip in food. I wasn't, we didn't do anything mental, but we would able, each guy was able to have, I think it was four meals or four periods of eating before they went on stage, which was class. But um, I posted on my Instagram, literally, on my story and sent this to Chris. Um, I don't know if I'd sent one to Tom as well, but literally the morning look versus the look at night before he went on, and it was night and day different. So anyway, long story short, Chris ended up winning the class and just missed out in the overall, and we now sort of look, looked for him to prepare him for the finals, see if he can come back um, a little bit sharper, which to be fair, he doesn't need much more off. He's 
he's pretty peeled. And then Tom, he just missed out. He came fourth. Um, so you got first call-outs in a group of 13 guys, which I think is a huge achievement for, for anyone in their first competitive season. And the thing about Tom is we both know, both agreed that we think we could take off another sort of keel or two to get him sharper. And we'll do that for the next sort of couple of shows that he's got planned for his first competitive season. And then I had uh, Chris Bain. You know, God, you've, you've if you've been on Instagram, you'll see he's competed the past sort of three weekends in a row. He uh, he placed fifth in a, in a group of I think it was thirteen lads, um, which for us was probably the first time ever in nine shows together that we have placed out, out with the top three. Um, so it was kind of a first experience for us both. Um, it was bound to happen at some point, you know. He he was he was sharp, really, really sharp. I think we both sort of sat and agreed that the one thing that went against him for that show was that the guys that they placed above him weren't quite as tight, but they were just had a bit more balance to them, as in like they had a bit more sort of um, size in the legs than than he had, or their their size in the leg matched their upper body. Whereas with Chris, we know we just need the lower body to come up. So. He, Chris Bain, he goes again this weekend. Well, when this goes live, it'll, it'll kind of been done at uh, the, the FedEx finals. And uh, that'll have been for him four shows on the trot. Tom will go again in about two and a half weeks, three weeks. Chris will go again in about four weeks, three, three and a half weeks as well, just different shows than each other. And then both will do the WNBF finals. And then Chris will do the two bros naturals as well um, and then that's Clara will be competing as well she's the last one um, of my athletes this year so in, in that she, she literally her last show is like the week before Christmas which is pretty mental um, but she starts her first show at the end of October so yeah still still the competitive season still rolls on um, I have some some clients that have just signed up for next year's first show which is only 25 weeks away so if you're listening and you're thinking about competing next year I'd sign up with a coach right now. I'm not saying you need to go and you need to sign up with me or X, Y, and Z, but do not hold off any good coach. If you approach them in January and say, hey, I want to do that PCA first time or is the 20th or two bros the 20th of March, they're going to say no. They're going to say, nah, I've not worked with you long enough. You're maybe not in the best position. So work with them now. Personally, I've got two people doing it. So I, I'm making the trip down south for that one, I think it's in Peterborough. Um, so I'll make the trip down um, at that point, I might bring the wee man and Rona with me. Um, we've kind of decided next year we're gonna. I'm gonna. If I need to go away, Rona's gonna come with me and you know show the wee man the, the whole UK, I suppose. Um, and at some point, we're gonna go away next year for sure. But um, yeah, sign up with a coach. Make sure that you are preparing well, well in advance ahead of you know your show next year. Anyway, I'm kind of getting a little bit off plan here. Um, I, I guess I should get on to the, the topic of today's podcast, which really is quite a simple one, but I realised we don't have any podcasts about logbooking, what it is, why we do it, um, and just the benefits of it. So this is something that I have done really ever since 2016, and something that I will continue to do. And me personally, I'm old school, like I'll get a, a pen and paper, not just a pen and paper, I actually have a, a little sort of notebook I take a note of. So what is it? It's just effectively a log of every single session that you do, every single set that you do in that session, and the weight you performed, and the reps that you've done. And some people have 
you know, some companies as well have kind of formulated some logbooks that you can buy off of, let's say, Amazon or whatnot. They literally have nice little tables presented for you, etc., etc. Um, and what it allows you to do is it allows you to put pen to paper and have a record of what you've done that session. Because if you tell me that you just are going to remember off the top of your head, you're a fucking liar. Oh my God, you're lying through your teeth. Why? Because I used to say that. And right, and you know what it meant? It meant that I pretty much did the same fucking way every single week and didn't need to get much more reps in um, and I looked exactly the same. So you may be wondering like, well, Vaughn, why why would you take note of your of your the weights you're lifting? And this is something that it might seem it's probably gonna seem self-explanatory to a lot of you that are listening. However, I understand that there'll be some of you who are just getting into bodybuilding that maybe perhaps don't understand why we would do this, right? So there are so many different training methodologies out there, so many different ways of getting bigger. But what they all sort of entail, the common theme between them is this increase in total accumulated load, right? You're thinking, Vaughn, what the hell does that mean? So have a look at your logbook. If, if you don't have one, you're going to start doing this. Have a look at it and let's say maybe perhaps your first exercise is the leg press. Let's say you do three different sets across varying rep ranges. You know, the first one's maybe 100 kilos for 10 reps, the second one's maybe, you know, 90 kilos for 12, so on and so forth. Well, you'd work out, okay, right, what's 10 times 100? That gives me a total number. What's 90 times 12? That gives me a total number. And what you would do is you just add that all together. And at the very end of your session, you'll have, a, you'll have what we'd call like the total accumulated load for that session. Now what we're trying to do over time is we're trying to lift more. So the next week we want that number to be a bit bigger. So how do we do that? Well, we could look at putting more weight on the bar every single week. However, that's not realistic for you know to ask to hit a PB every single week in regards to load. So what we sometimes do is we maybe have more reps at the same load. This is where if any of your my clients that are listening um, or have worked with me or look at what we do. We have sort of like um, rep ranges, and that might be a six to eight, an eight to ten, a twelve to fifteen, a fifteen to twenty, whatever it is. But maybe, maybe you did a hundred and you only did six, right? That first set. The next week, you look back at your logbook, hundred. You're like, right, you've written a little note beside it. I'm gonna go for seven, right? And you get seven. It's an extra hundred kilos of load. You're maybe thinking, so, so before I told you that, you're maybe thinking, well, Vaughn, that's only one extra rep. What does that do? Well, that's 100 kilo more load. What if you do that for the second set and third set? It's next to 300 kilos worth going through the tissue. Then you do it for exercise two, three, four, etc., etc. You can soon see how one extra rep will increase the total accumulated load, right? This is all well and good. This is the one common theme is we're trying to lift a bit more and trying to give the body reasoning to adapt over time. But the one other benefit of the logbook is you could take notes, right? And my, my, my logbook's a fucking mess, right? I'll take notes and I'll just say like, and these are little cues I have in my head. I'll write the word hold. Now, for me, when I see that word hold, that's an indication that the set was really fucking shit, it was poor in my standards, and I wanna hold the weight, and I wanna improve my form and execution at the same weight in the same load. Because if we go back to the 10 times 100 kilos or whatever it was, gives you a thousand kilos, right? 
Well, the difference between that thousand kilos and then the next week where I feel more contraction, more breakdown, more tension in the right target muscle group, the difference is, is night and day. Why? Because for as much as changing muscle is all about accumulating load, it's all about it's also about mechanical tension, right? The ability to place load across a, a muscle's whole contractile range and keep tension there as much as you can. The more tension that you create, the internal voice, the cueing that I go on about, the more muscle fibers you'll recruit, the more will ultimately break down. The more that break down, the more that you'll evoke a an adaptive response from the body, which means getting stronger. So you can see how, why I'm talking about a logbook being so important to not only have the total accumulated loads, that number, but also how you can write little notes for it in regards to improving your tempo and execution. So it's a bulletproof way to ensure progression because you can look back at last week's at last week's session, what you did, Maybe you write notes beside every single exercise. It might be like, okay, you're hitting the leg press, you write a wee note at the bottom, all sets felt really good, increased load for next week. So when you look back, you think, okay, I've written that note, so when I go in, right, boom, I'm gonna increase the load by, let's say, five kilos in total. Exercise number two, it says, top set felt good, middle or back off set felt a bit ropey, you look at the logbook and you go, right, I've hit the target rep range because maybe that's a six to eight. So I hit eight, I actually hit nine reps and it felt good. Well, I know that it's six to eight, so I'm, I'm going to go a bit heavier than I did last week. I'm going to aim for six. This is the one thing I want you to remember, guys, that when you're logbooking, sometimes that total accumulated load number, it'll need to, to take a little bit of hit one week. You know, it's not going to be... If you've got a graph in front of you, I'm sure everyone's seen a fucking line graph before, it's not going to be a straight line going up, is it, right? It's going to kind of go up, down a little bit, up, down a little bit, hold, down, way up. Because what you'll do is if you did, say, 100 times 10, or sorry, let's say in this case 100 times 9, right? So you've got 9,000. You come in the next week, you do 105, but you get 6. It's not the same number, is it? It's probably a little bit less. But then the next week you get 105 and you get it for seven. Then the next week you get it for eight. Then the next week you get it for nine. All of this is coming from you you taking note of what happened in every single session, how it felt. You might be thinking, Vaughn, this sounds really OCD, really over the top, really detailed. And I'll say, yeah, it's how you get results though. Simple as that is you get results by being OCD in detail. This is just something that I've done for years and it's second nature to me and I write it down. Why? Because too many people fuck about on their phone. Hey, Yvonne, I've got this great app. It's called Stronger. It's called fucking, you know, Logbook Your Lift or whatever the fuck it is. I don't care because the minute you've logged it, you're right on Facebook, you're right on Instagram and you're kind of out with the session itself. So get off your phone, get a book, get writing stuff down. Not only that, I don't just look back at the last week. I look back at the week before, the week before, the week before. Why? Because sometimes a move might stall. 
And what I say to a lot of my clients, the methodology that we follow, we don't follow like a, an ascending sort of... Um, some, some people, can, the, the new thing these days is, oh, we're going to follow uh, an increment, um, increment adjusting model by which people will increase total volume across the week for a muscle group by adding a set in each week. My clients don't follow that, right? I, I get that it works, but that's just not how it works for myself. Or for my clients. So what we'll do is we've maybe we'll look back at last week, we see the numbers, but you've written beside it getting pretty hard. You look back at the last week, the numbers are the same. So that's you've looked back last week, then you've looked back two weeks before. So you looked at those previous two sessions of the same session you're doing on that third week. So you know this is the last opportunity you have on that move. Right? It's the last opportunity before you must change that move. Different sort of variation but hitting the same muscle group different tempo different rep range whatever the, the difference intent is you now have more i think a, a visual motivator in front of you because you've written notes to yourself you've had a look back it allows that sort of visualization process that i think we all any any bodybuilder of any high level will visualize the set think about the set before they go into it so you're not thinking about like you're not by by the way what I should have said you're not doing this in the gym you're doing this out with the gym so you're eating your pre-workout meal that's when you start looking at your logbook you start planning it out by that point if you're anything like me you're already thinking about the sets that are involved in that session like five years ago as soon as I finished a, a leg session, all I could think about was, okay, I'm going to hit four plates next week. I'm going to do this many reps. And I'd hit that. And as soon as I'd done that set, as soon as that session's finished, it was boom, it's over. It was, fuck, right. What's next? So you're doing this throughout. Anyway, so you're doing this out with the gym. So you, you write definitive targets. If you bought a fancy book off Amazon, some of them might say rep target. And then I say reps achieved. So rather than go, imagine this scenario, right? You walk in the gym, you know, a logbook, you go to the leg press and you think, fuck, I think I roughly do this amount of plates. You go in, you do eight reps. The next week you go, fuck, I think, I think I, done, I do this many uh, plates. I don't have any reps to get, I'll just do eight. And you do it. And, and you know, you can see how it goes on and so on and so forth. Because you have something in front of you. You say, right, last week I achieved eight. This week I'm going to 105, and you know what? I'm feeling good today. I got, I got good sleep, good this, that, and the next thing. I'm going to write 105. I'm going to write the target is eight as well. You might say, I fucking want more reps, and I want more load. So what do you start doing? Without even thinking about it, right? Your body will start preparing you for what's a way to come. Because whether you know or not, subconsciously, you've put in your mind, I am putting this on the bar. Now... Whether you know it or not, your body is extremely smart in regards to its ability to, I mean, what's the word I'm looking for here? In its ability, if, you, if you've written something down and you preempt it, it will start releasing hormones to prepare you for that activity. So what does that mean? It means that when you get to the gym, let's say you've written out your pre-workout meal, you're thinking about it, thinking about it, on the way to the gym, what you think about it, you're still thinking about that. 
your body's starting to release adrenaline. It's starting to release hormones within the body that's going to get things ready for doing what's away to come. You'll find that your mental focus, your mental, your mental clarity will get so much more because you're writing down what you want to achieve. Now, I will, I'm not going to lie to you and say that I work out the total accumulated load of every single session because that would take a fucking long time to do. However, if you follow the logic of kind of what I'm saying, then it will, like it's a no-brainer to ensure that if you were to work it out, it would always, always be up. Now, here's another scenario I'm going to give you. Let's say you've had a really fucking shit sleep and, you know, something's happened at home or, you know, something going on in your personal life. You just, you're not feeling too great and too hot, the same sort of mindset that you have going into, into the session. You maybe think, you know what, mentally, I, I just, I'm not at a seven plate hack squat today. I don't feel I would, I, I could do that. And I would say, that's fine. No problem. So what you could do is you could take the load down and then you could do a higher rep range. So let's say you were doing that 10 at 100 kilos, same sort of 1,000 kilos. Well, if you want to take it down and say, right, actually, I'm going to take it down to 80. And you say, right, how many reps do I need to do 80 to get the same total accumulated load going through the tissue? Now, I'm not very good at maths here, but... All you need to do is figure that out. If I get the calculator on my phone, say 80 times 15 would be 1,200. Now that's more, but you, like you might feel you have that in you. So effectively you would walk away with a rep PB and more total accumulated load. And you would just write a little note out to yourself like during, during the session saying, wasn't feeling the best, so dropped the load down, walked away the rep PB. So when you open up, uh, you know, open up next week to look back and when you're planning your session, say, ah, right, cool. Well, actually, fuck it, I'm feeling good today. Let's look at the week back. Boom, right, what do I do then? Right, cool, I'm going to go off the numbers from two weeks ago because I'm now going to go back to that same rep range. Some of you might say, Vaughn, I do alternate rep ranges on a, on a you know, bi-weekly. Well, fucking cool. You then have the same workout, two different rep ranges, two different opportunities to progress the same the same move the same set effectively you've got three opportunities on one session three opportunities on another so there's six opportunities to do a certain rep range a certain load to progress so that's six opportunities across two weeks then you've got 12 opportunities on that move it's a lot better than just doing the same target rep range every single week isn't it that's it that could be an episode for a whole other podcast if I, in fact I'm sure I've done uh, I've talked about that. I actually have talked about that on the changing, on the changing your um your training, um podcast, which wasn't many ago. I think also it's a it's a sure way of helping um, assess, adjust your volume, and it must be monitored alongside everything else in regards to, you know, how your sleep is, your muscle soreness, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You might find that you're looking back on your logbook. You've been really precise with everything, your nutrition, your sleep, etc., etc. But you maybe find, actually, I'm not getting stronger on that move. So you switch it up. Once you switch it up, you find after three, four weeks, you're not getting stronger on that move. 
So then we go down the rabbit hole and say, okay, well, why aren't we getting stronger? There's got to be a reason for it. Okay, are we perhaps, are we overtraining? Do we need to pull volume back? Or maybe perhaps we are continuing to get stronger. Recovery is totally fine, but a muscle group isn't responding the way we want it to. You know, maybe perhaps we're trying to increase size in, I don't know, whether it's the the delts or the glutes. And we find that, you know what, we're getting stronger, we're getting stronger, but we just, we think there's a bit more. So then we could say, right, let's add two sets across the week. You might think, Vaughn, two sets, is that is that it? Well, imagine if those two sets are are on the leg press and you know you're doing 100 150 kilos you're doing 10 15 reps that's a lot more total accumulated load going through the tissue isn't it so try not to think of it like that in regards to total sets it's a case of how much total accumulated load you, you your body can do or handle and then you might find actually okay we've adjusted it we've adjusted the total sets for glutes and hammies you know to be nine instead of six or nine instead of seven whatever it is and then a few weeks go down, you say, oh, actually, we're we're looking a bit better. You're then starting to figure out where your maximum recoverable volume is, aren't you? That's it. Honestly, if someone asked me where that is, it's so trial and error. It's so person dependent. You will know, like for me, I know I'd say a minimum my quads need six sets to stay as they are or to keep progressing. I will probably usually do between seven and nine i'll do three sets of hack two sets of pendulum and then two or three sets on light extension and that's my quad volume for the week and they grow absolutely fine whereas i fucking hammer my arms and they don't grow as well uh, we all have a different genetic propensity for individual muscle groups to grow at specific rates or not and that is completely down to your genetic makeup your dna and you have your mum and dad to thank you for that some people just can genetically like look at a dumbbell and they get fucking jacked arms. I look at a dumbbell and it's like my arms just atrophy. It's like they go, oh fuck that, we're not lifting that. We're not getting any bigger. Um, but hey, that's a whole different podcast. So I guess when I, if I was to try and summarize the logbook, it would help you in regards to your progression to be very, very accurate with your increases in weight on the bar or your increases in reps at the same weight, or your increases, or your, your increase in better performance and tempo without being a silly bellend. You know, without the logbook, you might say, oh, fuck it, I'll just, I fit, I've done four, I'm just going to try five plates. Well, don't be a bellend, right? That's not the next jump up. Your body's probably not going to be able to do that. It allows you to make those micro progressions and track over time if things are going the way they want them to, or not. It's going to allow you to set out clearly defined targets of what you want to do in regards to those sort of sets, reps, or improve your tempo. It'll help you visualize going into the next session. It'll help you, you're able to take notes on that session. Because if you were to tell me, if you were to tell me, how did your leg press set go four weeks ago, set number two, you'd maybe have, you'd have no fucking idea how that set went. But if you've got it written down, then you know, okay, actually, then that set was easy. The next week, well, that was easy. Next week, that was a little bit harder. Next week, okay, it's held, etc., etc. And then lastly, it can help you, I'd say, adjust, assess volume, sort of plan out your, you know, maybe perhaps figure out your maximum recoverable volume. So I understand that for some of you, this podcast might be quite basic. 
and you already do this but i understand that for some of you um it might be it might be confusing if it is confusing please do just reach out on instagram let me know and i will do my best to answer any questions to make it that little bit easier for you but i hope if you've ever wondered why you see people walk around with a book or whatever you, you know you have the explanation and actually it's pretty damn important if they want to improve their physique and that without it you really are putting yourself i would say at a little bit of a it's not a detriment whatsoever but you're just i don't think you're going to grow as optimally as efficiently as you could if you're unless you're keeping track right of course there's gonna be exceptions so some people that say vaughn i've never logged in my life i'm a fucking jack bastard i've got massive glutes i've got a big chest well that's cool bro right and and that's awesome for you but understand that there's just a lot of people out there that that aren't like that that they need i'm one of them it, like without a log i've trained without a logbook before um years ago i look fucking shit at the same time though i wasn't tracking nutrition um, i wasn't actively trying to get stronger um, and i was probably 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 using more drugs than i'm using now to be fair um but hey that's just the way of it but bodybuilding as a whole like one thing cannot come without the other it's a whole everything must come sort of full circle we need to have the training the nutrition and the recovery without without either one you're not growing as optimal as you could training wise always fucking logbook so guys that is it for me just remember that wherever you are whatever you do give it the beans